you wonder what happened in sports today, Brandon Petrilli, he got the wave. We talking a lot with bros today. Cracking some jokes, the podcast way. Goals on goals. Where homers on homers. Tutties on tutties. Got moments on moments. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into BSP. Just tune into Petrilli. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the BSP podcast. I mean, wow, took a week off, but here we go. It was well worth the wait. I hope everybody enjoyed this weekend because James Harden is a Philadelphia 76er and man, oh man, was it just absolutely electric. Both games against the T-Wolves and then the Knicks and Madison Square Garden primetime tv on a sunday afternoon and man did they deliver the absolute cohesion and chemistry between joel Embiid and james harden at this early stage of the game two games in is absolutely absurd and good luck good luck to the rest of the nba because these guys bro man dominant Two of the top guys in the NBA just absolutely knowing where each other are, how to get them the ball, knows what their strengths are, knows where they can make the basket, how to get them open. It's just crazy how this team is just completely different in the matter of two weeks, adding one guy, one guy, getting rid of one guy and bringing in another one, swapping point guards, point guards. If you're watching on YouTube right now, giving the little air quotes, but make sure you go subscribe to the BSP podcast because we are coming at you with a hella Sixers coverage moving forward here on another trillion 10. I mean, wow. I don't even know how I'm going to try to keep this in 10 minutes. I can go on and on and on about how insane this two past games are. I mean, I, I, I when the opening press conference, you know, last time, talked about it I wanted it to make it feel wanted James Harden come out make I wanted to make it feel like it's a one like it's AI and the Sixers then going on that championship run and man <laughs> he's living up to it absolutely living up to it where you get a triple double in your second game not just a, a regular you know Ben Simmons stat line triple double get the rebounds boards he's scoring 29 points, scored 30 points the night before, giving you 16 assists, 10 boards. First guy to do it since AI in 05 to score that many points, assists, rebounds. The guy's just doing it all for you. And I just love the chip on his shoulder that he's had in these press conferences after these games where he knows he can do it. He knows looking at him and Embiid together on the court, bro, they see it. They know it. They feel it that they can do something special here and just Harden coming out and being like open and opened about it. Yeah. I needed something different. I wanted to be in Philadelphia the whole time. I tried to make it work. My body was hurt. I've had the bad hamstrings, you know, I tried to get my body right the past couple months of the season here. I knew KD was hurt or KD was hurt. Kyrie's not playing. I tried just being out there, even though my body wasn't 100% right. 
That's why he took the two weeks off. And to do it and be open about it in New York City, in Madison Square Garden, in your second game on national primetime television, electric. I mean, I, I, I retweeted a, a thing on Twitter today. Make sure you go follow me at Brendan Petrilli and at the BSP podcast too to follow along. But, but one of the New York Daily News, I think it was, yeah, the headline, Big Apple number one enemy. James Harden and a Philadelphia 76ers uni. You can see it on YouTube here if the camera wants to focus. But <laughs> Brooklyn Dodger. <laughs> what a what a caption, bro. The Brooklyn Dodger torches Nixon NYC return and hits MSG fans with it felt like we were in Philly. Damn right it did. Damn right it did. Philadelphia, we, you know, you see it in the NFL, take over cities, especially when you're going two two hours up to 95 to MSG. You don't think we're not going to take a, take advantage of that on a Saturday afternoon? Absolutely electric. You can hear the MVP chance for Joel at the at the free throw line at the very beginning of the game. Ah, awesome, absolutely awesome, electric. I just keep going with superlatives at this point. I think that's what's going to be the caption for the video and the title. It's just a bunch of Philadelphia 76ers name the superlative because that's where it's going right now. Well, let's get into the games a little bit more in depth here, which is going to be <laughs> it's going to be fun to see how ESPN and all these other outlets keep trying to spin this. Because I saw it coming. I, I told you guys when they brought him in, I said, you thought the NBA games were long to begin with? The Sixers are shooting. <laughs> They're going to be shooting hella free throws. Today, uh, I saw another tweet here. <laughs> People are already trying to spin this. Today's Knicks versus Sixers game was the most foul, fouls called in the NBA game in NBA history by NBA stats and metrics. This game we all loved is ruined, and that's by the Dr. Guru. Already two games in, bro, two games in, and they're going to try to spin it that the Sixers are ruining basketball. Again, they ruined basketball five years ago with the process. Now you got two superstars that get to the line and make their free throws, and now they're ruining the game that we love all over again. That's going to be the caption right there. But the way Embiid and Maxi even, bro, haven't even talked about Tyrese yet. I'm probably three, five minutes into this. It, it, absolutely insane. I'm, my brother and I are watching it, Bryce, and he's like, Embiid shot 10 free throws in the matter of the last seven minutes. He goes 23 of 27 from the free throw line for 37 points. And then you go 10 of 10 from James Harden. <laughs> like, you, when they drive to the lane, and they get contact because they're just dominant. They go right at you. They force the issue. You just know it's either A, going in, or B, they're getting that foul call. And you're surprised when they don't. Man. <sighs> Fun. Fun is all I can describe it. And they're going to try to say the game we love is ruined. Oh, two games in. Two games in. They're going to try to start spinning it that way. It's going to be so much fun. The only things that you can see 
the downside. Of, oh, we're going to get to that. Let me, let me talk about Tyrese. I mean, that was another thing that you were kind of worried about. The, the ability for the 76ers to keep Tyrese Maxey and Matisse Thibel, you're gonna we're gonna hear about it all all the next week, but to keep those guys on this team, Tyrese Maxey is going to be a star. He he is. You could see it coming. I I said earlier a couple of months ago, what should I look forward to in this basketball team? People are telling me Maxey. I'm like you're right, but I didn't want him to get be shipped out with Ben Simmons. He did it. Now it's time. Now it's time to go and embrace him. I mean, because this guy. He had the one play where he goes on a fast break. He gets a steal. Fast break. He's got, like, three guys on him. He does a little floater. Gets fouled, but he doesn't get the call. Kind of gives the ref, like, a little, like, come on, bro, running back the court. Comes back, comes flying in, snags the ball again for a steal. Runs back down, gives the ball for an assist. I'm like, hey, speed kills, bro. And the only thing that's going to make him better is if he can keep making these shots that are just wide open for him. He saw on NBC Sports Philadelphia the one clip. Tyrese goes to Harden bringing the ball up. I'm open. Harden's like, yep, bang, three-pointer, easy money. Absolutely filthy. When You got to worry about Harden and Embiid getting 30-plus a night. But those two are such willing passers. They are willing to get that ball to Maxi, to get it to Thibel, to get it to Tobias. Good luck. Good luck stopping it. Yeah. And then just the defensive side of the ball, everybody's so lanky. I thought James Harden was going to be a little bit of a liability on defense. He's been doing fine. I mean, obviously, you're not playing the two best teams in the league or anything with New York and Minnesota, not playing elite guards yet. But you also are giving him time to get into that game shape again. He even said it in one of his interviews on ABC. He's like, yeah, I'm in good shape right now. but." I love to play basketball. This is what I love to do. I work myself back into it. I'm, I feel pretty good, but I know I can be better. And that's what you like to hear. You like that he knows he can be better and he wants to be better. You saw after the Minnesota game, Embiid and him are working out in the back locker room area, lifting some weights, trying to get some extra work in because they knew that game was cake for them. They didn't put any work in. And they both scored 30 points. They're getting that drive. They have that push. They have that want. They know that they can do it. And, man, it's exciting. Now, the only downsides, not even downsides when you're blowing teams out, but things that you're going to have to look at when you're playing against better competition and tighter games here is figuring out a way to get Tobias Harris comfortable, figuring out ways to get Matisse Thibel to start knocking down these three-point shots. To give Matisse credit, he shoots them. He's willing to shoot the three. I mean, he only shot two today. But the the other games, he's always willing to try to knock it down. They're bricks most of the time. But he's not afraid to do it. And if he just keeps going, keeps working after games, before games, on that three-point shot, unlike other people that have been here in the past, it'll come. And you saw that with Maxi, the way he's developed that three-point shot. You saw the way Embiid's developed a three-point shot. I'm not worried about him. The, my biggest concern is Tobias Harris. Because Tobias is a poor man's heart in a little bit. If, you know, a bigger guy, 
one-on-one, goes, drives to the basket a lot, can kind of shoot, but, you know, not fast, not really that strong. But he's not as – Tobias doesn't see the court as well as Harden or Embiid does right now. He doesn't – he's not on that wavelength with them, and he's kind of lost out there. That's the biggest thing for the Sixers now is finding ways to get him, Danny Green, Yang, Paul Millsap into that groove with them because those two are dominant. They're going to go get you 30-plus each a night. But you got to get these other guys on that same page where they can get you – 10 points maybe, you know, that's all you're asking. Five to 10 points, knock down a three-pointer or two, drive to the basket and play defense. And I think they can do that. But Tobias has just got to find that area where if it's letting Tobias, where you kind of saw today with Doc, letting Tobias out there with the second unit and let him run it, let him be the guy, not have the, have the ball in his hands where he can go try to get comfortable, knock some shots down. Tobias was kind of the reason why the game was close at all. I mean, in the fourth quarter, they tied it at 103, I think, at one point. But then they were able to pull back away because, of, you know, Embiid and Harden. But it just finding that comfortability, finding that spot just to fit Tobias in there with Maxi and Harden and Embiid. And this team's going to be scary and fun. I mean, I've said it. If you're playing a drinking game, and if you're, every time I've said fun, you're hammered. <laughs> But, man, it's going to be a wild ride. I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of the BSP Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, you've seen the cat tower pop in and out with the green screen going off a little bit. So make sure you go subscribe to the YouTube. Follow me on Instagram at Brendan Petrilli uh, and on Twitter at Brendan Petrilli and at BSP Podcast. Post all of our clips and stuff on YouTube and social media. Shout out to the 215. Go Birds. Clap your hands, everybody, for the Philadelphia 76ers. It's, they're ruining basketball. See ya.